0: Okay. Alright. Do I sound weird? I can't tell anymore. You don't. Okay. To me. Okay.
1: But also, we've been together for a long time. Maybe I can't tell anymore.
0: (laughs) Maybe. I'm Liza Poor.
1: I'm Mike Pulasik.
0: Every week, we randomly pick two movies from our stupidly large DVD collection. Watch them and discuss.
1: When it's all over, we can only keep one. Two discs enter.
0: One disc leaves. This is DVD DVD Deathmatch. hello hi hi how's it going
1: me great you wonderful um <laughs> really good uh yeah good is we, we're both i think we're both coming off a long day yeah Lots of just things going on not that's not okay though a ton of things because we're still in a pandemic yeah but a lot of things
0: a lot of things although yesterday
1: Yesterday, big news in our house.
0: I got my first dose of the vaccine, baby.
1: Got that Ooh. shot. Got that shot.
0: So my arm hurts a lot and I still have to wear a mask. Yeah. Got to, we're going to be wearing masks for a
1: long time. We're going to be social distancing for a long time. It's true. It's gonna be a long time before things are anywhere close to normal, but it feel that felt very good yesterday. It did, and it felt was, really light at the end of the tunnel.
0: Yeah, and it was nice funny. Way. It was funny. You kept asking me, you know, before my appointment was in the afternoon, and you kept asking me like, "Aren't you excited? Aren't you excited?" And I was like, "No, I'm just like anxious about it." <laughs> but then, right after I got the shot, so you get the shot, and then you have to wait fifteen minutes so they make sure you don't like explode or anything, and. uh I got the shot and I was like, okay, yeah, all right, feeling pumped. And, like, one of the guys there, like, the guys working there was like, first dose? And I was like, yeah, he's like, all right. Like, it was just very, it was well, well done. And it was a nice, it's a nice feeling. Yeah. A nice feeling. And as you said, light at the end of the tunnel.
1: Right. Hoping that everyone, all of our listeners, get that shot soon. Vaccine to you and yours. Out there,
0: yeah. All the and all the reporting is like stuff is is moving in the right direction and yeah. I, I hope so. That's exciting. I think
1: yeah. But hey, uh, also exciting the two movies that we watched this week.
0: Also exciting.
1: <laughs> Garbage segue. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, What's our current count?
1: Twelve ninety six. Twelve
0: ninety six.
1: Yep. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're getting there. So but, yeah, we watched. Two movies. The classic number. One and then two.
0: And then two. Uh, This week we watched Magic Mike and Walk the Line.
1: Yeah, we did. We
0: did. Two different films.
1: (laughs) They are. They're not the same movie. They're different. They're different. That was the tagline on both posters.
0: (laughs) It is. It is. Um, Let's start with, uh, with Magic Mike, shall we? Let's do it. From 2012, directed by Steven Soderbergh, the IMDb summary is: A male stripper teaches a younger performer how to party, pick up women, and make easy money.
1: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! But
0: it's about so much more. It really
1: is. <laughs> is this our first Steven Soderbergh? It might be. I'm a big fan. You're a big Soderhead. So I'm a I'm a soda nerd. No, I'm a. Oh no,
0: that's pretty good. Soda nerd.
1: Soder nerd. Soder. Soda burger? Soda burger. Soda jerk. Like soda jerk, but soda jerk. What's soda jerk? It's like an old timey expression for like the guy who runs the soda fountain at the little local soda fountainry. Is it? Soda jerk, yeah. Okay. Uh, Was that
0: back in the salad days?
1: (sighs) Well, salad days (laughs) comes from Shakespeare, as we've covered (laughs) on the podcast before okay it's a valid expression as is soda jerk
0: a valid expression from shakespearean times
1: anyway <laughs> love steven Soderbergh.
0: yeah big fan
1: big fan one of, so many great movies <laughs> the oceans trilogy yeah uh uh sex lives and videotape out of sight traffic uh solaris uh other movies (laughs) many others one of our favorite movies that we've talked about before side effects
0: side effects that's a Soderbergh joint Soder
1: yeah Soderbergh joint that's fine
0: (laughs) (laughs) wow okay um (laughs) yeah so this uh is a lovely movie Yeah. It's interesting that it's 2012 because in somewhere, somehow in my brain, it's not that old. And eight years ago is both like not that long ago, but also that long ago. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I was like, oh, 2012, that's not that long ago. But like even popping in the disc, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, this is dated. Yeah. It's a, it, it. The fact that it's on a disc.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I guess they're all dated at this point. At this point. Um, Yeah, I love this movie. I really do. I think it's like... uh, It's... Well, let's start. So we pop it in. There's not that much in the way of extras and stuff. But the movie starts with uh, the old Warner Brothers logo. That that little, like... uh, How to describe... How it's a to, W. It's a W made of three ovals.
0: Oh yeah, like in a cube, kind of in yeah. a rounded, yeah. a rounded uh, square? square. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. Yeah. And the movie I always associate that with, and I could be making this up, is Willy Wonka. Oh, like that pops up. That's like from the seventies or eighties, anyway. And and I and it it's I guess it's supposed to set the tone of this like old kind of feeling movie in a in a, okay. in a weird way, like kind of like a seventies ish movie. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, but anyway. yeah th- that-
0: Here's who's in it. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Channing Tatum, yeah. obviously. Like, if you haven't, are there people who haven't heard of this movie? Is that a thing?
1: I bet there are people who've heard of it and haven't <laughs> seen haven't it. Haven't seen it. Because I think it th- has a reputation for being, I mean, A, the there's stripper like, movie. well, A, there's like probably gay panic people who were like, oh, that's mm. for women's, not for me. I go see the lady stripper movie. I go see Hustlers. Hustlers, yeah, exactly. Um, and I guess, you know, there's a lot of this movie that's, like, made f- for the female gaze, which is great. Mm. But, I mean, it's directed by a man, so. And DP'd by a man, another man. So, you know, who knows how successful. B- but, regardless of all that...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I do think there's people who haven't seen it, probably, because they think they know what it is, when, like, it's so much more than that. It
0: truly is. Okay, so you've got Channing Tatum. Yeah. You've got Matthew McConaughey. You've mm-hmm. got, uh, what's his name? Joe Matt Man- Bomber. Matt Bomber. <laughs> Joe Manganiello.
1: Joe Manganiello. <laughs> Come on. Um, you have Alex Pettifer, the love interest is cody horn
0: yes who has not been in a ton of other stuff which is kind of surprising to me because i think she's pretty good in this i think she's really good yeah like she's very um like natural okay what is it about so you've got channing tatum um we started a strip club We start at a strip club where Matthew McConaughey is, like, going over the rules for the ladies who are screaming and going wild. And he says, looks like there's a lot of lawbreakers in here tonight. Ah, oh, my God. We're going to see butts. So, um, and then it cuts to uh, daytime. And (laughs) we're at, like, a construction site where Channing Tatum is working. And the new guy shows up, the new kid. And the boss is like, yo, you got to teach the new kid the ropes. And Chan-Tang's like, he's wearing tennis shoes. New kid doesn't know what's up. And uh, <laughs> so he talks to new kid, takes him under his wing, and like, they have a good day. And then uh, new kid is sleeping on his sister's couch. And then he like goes to dinner with sister and boyfriend and has a terrible time because boyfriend sucks and he leaves like in the middle of dinner and happens to run into Channing Tatum who's going into a club and new kid wants to go into the club too and Channing Tatum's like man you can't go in the club with tennis shoes but he gets him in the club anyway and then he says you owe me and you're gonna pay up right now I want you to go talk to those girls and he goes over and he talks to the girls and the one girl it's her 21st birthday and he's talking to the girls and then Channing Tatum comes in and he's like Hey, ladies, don't you want to come see me take my clothes off later? And they're like, yeah, we do, Channing Tatum. And he gives them flyers. And you Kid is like, what? You're a stripper? Oh, my God. And then they go to the strip club. And then the one guy... Um, has too much of the homemade alcohol, and he's having a seizure on the floor, and oh no, what are we gonna do? New kid, get out there and take off your clothes. And then Matthew McConaughey's all, ooh, new kid's got something. So new kid becomes a stripper too. But it's not just about that. Channing Tatum is not just a stripper. He also makes his own furniture, and he's trying to start up a business. He's an entrepreneur, really? And he's going to the bank and he's trying to get a loan for- in the bank, and the bank's like, Why do you only have cash? That's sketchy as fuck. We're not giving you a loan. And Channing Tatum's like, Fine, fuck you. I'll do it my way, except you can't do it without a loan from the bank. So, like, what's he gonna do? You know what I mean?
1: Keep going. That was and pretty good, right? That was great. That was the first half of the movie. I yeah. love it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Channing Tatum takes Alex Pettifer under his wing and teaches him the ropes, and then it turns out that Alex Pettifer. It's like kind of a rise and fall, Dirk Diggler-ish story mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, by the end. I mean, you nailed it. I, I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> um, but it's it's great. I really like this movie a lot. I mean, it's like, it's...
0: There's also a whole, like, love story-ish between New Kid's sister and Channing Tatum. Um, and, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And kind of a betrayal by Matthew McConaughey.
1: Right.
0: He was trying to expand the the stripper business and et cetera, et cetera.
1: Right, right, right. But Um, it has a very, you brought this up earlier, it has a very realistic style. mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, I don't know if that's the right term for it, but it does feel very grounded in reality. Yes. The whole story is about, like, I I don't mean this to sound, I I mean this as a compliment. Mm -hmm. It's about a lot of like kind of low stakes Situations, yeah. Like the big thing is like ten thousand dollars, which is not low stakes. I don't mean to say that that's like that's nothing, but it's not like there's it's not like Ocean's Eleven where they're stealing a million dollars, or Logan Lucky, which is another great Steven Soderbergh movie, right? Where they're stealing millions of dollars. It's like it it all hinges on like Channing Tatum is gathering all this money together as ones to get his business together so that he can whatever, and it feels like, such a post-2008, post-financial crisis movie mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Like, maybe the best one to mm-hmm. me. <laughs> sure, yeah. Because it's just about people who, like, are trying to get money together to, like, expand their business and, like, do better. and and But it's also not really, I mean, I guess it kind of is, but it's not really judgmental of, like, the stripping.
0: Right. Like, he does say, like, I don't want to be a 40-year-old stripper. Right. But which is
1: just realistic. It's yeah. not like judgmental.
0: Right. Yeah, there's a lot of that where it's just kind of statement of facts. The the thing that I like about what well, the way this this film handles. Um, you were talking about the what did you say? The bro dudes who are like, I'm not gonna go see that movie. It's, yeah,
1: like there's like I bet there's like some some like panic happening. There we
0: go. Thank you. Um among some people, and I feel like the movie handles that part really well. So like new kid. Goes out and strips and is and is kind of like not scandalized, but he's like backstage with these male strippers. There's one, the one guy is like using a penis pump. The other mm-hmm. one is like oil up my legs for me. The other guy's standing there in in his tidy whitey underwear, and he looks uncomfortable. Yeah, but not in a like, ew, this is fucking gross way. Just in a like, I'm uncomfortable with so many. Bodies, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And then he signs on to like actually join the the strip show, and he has to go to do some training. And there's this incredible scene where Matthew McConaughey is like teaching him, yeah, how to own this room and like perform for these women. And he gets right up behind him, and there's the the thing that I love about it is that. The movie doesn't ignore the fact that that would be uncomfortable no matter who you are. Right. Of just like this person you do not know in very short shorts and a crop top (laughs) coming up and grinding behind you. Yeah, right. And it doesn't ignore that that would be uncomfortable, but it also doesn't turn it into him going like, yo, dude, I'm not gay.
1: Yeah, Yeah, there's none of that. Like there's none none of that.
0: that. And it's so cool. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. And it's yeah. such a
1: it's such a really just, like, uh, weirdly mature movie yes. in that way. Yeah. And it's funny because this one is, like, kind of has some, like, Dark Knight of the Soul stuff in it mm-hmm. that's, like, oh, you know, Rise and Fall, and, like, you're, like, kind of, is this a little, you know, doing, like, trafficking in the tropes about, like, sex work is damaging to you, uh, your soul, and stuff like that a little bit. Yeah. Um, a, I don't really think it is, yeah. I th- because I think Mike himself mm-hmm. is, like, such a pure, uh, healthy character in a weird way. Yeah. And, you know, you see, he he sees, he's, like, in the middle, and he sees kind of these guys go- going in a bad direction, but mm-hmm. he is kind of our our focus. Yeah. And also, I don't think it is, because, like, Magic Mike 2 is just, like, a fun road trip movie. It's so fun. Magic Mike XXL, which is also great, is, like, a different movie.
0: It totally is. Because I was thinking like, about that the whole time yeah, we were watching it's it. It's, like,
1: a fun road trip movie yeah. that's much more of just, like, an out-and-out out comedy in a way. Yeah. And doesn't have this same, like,
0: oh, but what does it mean? Like, serious like, or gravitas. Yeah, us. exactly. Yeah. Which
1: I, and this movie's a comedy, too, and, like, this movie has a lot of her great stuff. And yeah. I, I just think, like, it, I'm just reiterating what you're saying, which is just that it it doesn't kind of traffic in that stuff mm-hmm. whether it's like homophobia gay panic or um kind of the like i mean i love boogie nights but it's like boogie nights is just all about how like porn destroys you as a person yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah and like destroys everyone it touches except for don Cheadle, kind of <laughs> and that, <laughs> well and even
0: him debatable
1: yeah exactly um so you know but Bo- boogie nights doesn't have a mic it doesn't have a a Mike character at its center. It has only Adams. Adam is yeah. the Alex Pettifer character. Yeah, the Dirk Diggler. Oops, all Adams. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I have such affection for this movie. I just love it so much and could watch it anytime. And this, yeah. the way it's directed, that, that I love that Soderbergh style of just like, hanging out, like, of, A, framing shots weird, mm-hmm. or not weird, but just, like... Well, like, way- there's,
0: like, the bank scene. Yeah. The shot is framed. He's, Channing Tatum is sitting down. You're you're looking from, his, sort of from his perspective, although he's in the shot. Yeah. And the, the banker that he's about to talk to is standing. So you see her from the neck down yeah. for 30 seconds, and right. she's talking, yeah. and then she sits down. And I just remember... Like that, for some reason, that shot specifically always like stood out to me. It's like, because it doesn't feel, it's just it's this weird thing where like, normally you'd see a shot like that of a woman and be like, I see what you're doing there. Sure. Like you're just on her tits or whatever, but that's not what that shot is. Mm -mm. I can't figure out what Soderbergh is trying to say, but it's just, it's so interesting in that way.
1: Yeah. And I don't know if it's like a, to me, it's like, I don't know if he's trying to say anything explicit, but like when, when they go into the club, which you recounted expertly earlier, Thank you. they go into the club to, and meet these girls. There's a shot of the whole club and like they're in the foreground and you just kind of see the tops of them in a mm-hmm. weird way. It's things are, and he does this all the time where or in a dialogue scene, kind of what you're describing where like mm-hmm. this happens with uh, the Cody horn character a lot. Um, there she'll be talking to Mike And it just won't cut away from her face for a long time while she's in the dialogue scene. Yeah. And same with him. Like, you just hang out on someone and only one person while they're talking to someone. Yeah. And watch them the whole time. Or there's all these shots. Sorry, I'm just rambling. No. But all these shots of the the part where she goes to the strip club to see her brother perform. Mm -hmm. And then she watches Mike for the first time. Yeah. And that scene where she watches him is like... I think it's one of the greatest scenes ever and it's just hanging out on her face for a lot of it. Yeah. And then also you have the dancing, which we haven't talked about yet. Yeah. But, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> but, you know, it's cutting between them, but then it's just hanging out on her face and she's giving nothing. Yeah. Like she's clearly instructed or, you know, it's a choice that she made or whatever, but like mm-hmm. either way, she's giving nothing. Yeah. On there's her face, very
0: little being like. Which
1: to me is like perfect. Yeah. Um, and I think she got a lot of shit in reviews that i read oh
0: really that's like, a shame
1: oh she's like wooden or whatever and it's like no that's not that's a choice yeah that like the film is making and mm-hmm. that she is doing well i think
0: yeah um
1: let's talk about the dancing
0: let's talk about the dancing
1: here's the thing I, i'll i'll talk real quick and then i'll let you just horn out, because that's what it's all about, right? Okay. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> um, ladies love magic. Like, they go with their girlfriends, and they just scream the whole time. Anyway, okay. Um, <laughs> the thing I love about those scenes is that, I mean, maybe towards the middle, where there's, like, a montage of all these different scenes, this doesn't quite apply, but, like, they're really good, really well choreographed, and they're really Kind of shot in a way that is exciting or whatever. Like, not exciting, but just like you get to see it all. Mm -hmm. But they look real. And I think Mm -hmm. that so many movies where the, that are based around performances, the thing that, the performance looks like so produced.
0: Yeah, within an inch of its life. Right,
1: exactly. And like, oh, we're, we're in, um, we're, this, is a, this is an example I'm making up. Mm-hmm. But like, oh, we're watching a high school production of Man of La Mancha or something. Mm-hmm. And then you and then like it's like normal high school, normal high school, normal high school. And then you look at the production that they shoot and it's like, oh, this cost $10 million to put on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But this looks like a very real show that you would see in a Tampa male strip club. Right. Um, to me. Yeah. Someone who's never been in there.
0: Right. And they did this great thing where they didn't fill... A great thing, I think, where they didn't fill out the... The cast of strippers with dancers, like yeah. Channing Tatum, is the dancer. Yeah, yeah. And then the rest of them learned the choreography, right? And exactly, are like, exactly. Fucking adorable. Yeah, they look like
1: <laughs> they would look.
0: Yes, yeah. I the thing that I wrote down was a bunch of goofy ass men playing sexy. Yes, exactly. And it's and so wonderful. There's that fun to it. Yes, exactly. Um, now, like in general. I gotta say that, like, I have no use for a strip club, like, a male strip club. Like, I just don't. I, I the, it, It's not for me. Yeah. I'm not here to yuck anyone's yum, ever. but no. yum it but, up. Uh, but it's just not that, like, like, me in that situation would be super awkward and, like, like either just like super awkward, like oh my god, what am I doing here? Or just like yeah, I'm gonna pretend, I'm gonna play this part right. of like so, yeah! yeah, you know what I mean? Like I'm here to support you, right. which is like <laughs> very me. But um, so this whole thing, like, like I wrote another thing. I was like, um, oh, I wrote, yeah, this is hot, but if you dove into my vagina like that I'd be dead so
1: like don't do that or if they're like aggressively (laughs) humping you on a chair yeah
0: or just like oh my but um uh but that being said like we said I love the choreography I love watching them like do this like choreographed dance and be like yeah I'm doing it I'm feeling I'm like yes you get it um Channing Tatum is legitimately an insane dancer yeah um he brought Pony back into our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, And funny story about that song. That was like the song that little, you know, there's all those songs in junior <laughs> high. You had no fucking clue what they were about. And you were at the dance in a circle with your friends. Like, yeah. And I so specifically remember my friend Nicole going, Liza, do you even know what this song is about? And I was like, yeah, I totally do. (laughs) Obviously, I know what this song is about. And she just like laughed at me because I clearly did not. But I was like. Shaking my little preteen booty to it, Um, and I have such a vivid memory of (laughs) of the embarrassment of that. Oh no! no. (laughs) I mean, she was she wasn't bullying or being mean. It was very sweet, but very sweet, like oh oh, Liza, you're so cute, and I'm like, yeah, what? (laughs) Um, yeah, the but yeah, the dancing is goofy. It's all goofy. I love the the different personalities of the different men and how they kind of played to them, like Matt Bomber being like the Ken doll. Yeah. And that's like just perfection for him. And then Tito is just kind of like like he has like a navy routine, I think. And then you've got Tarzan and yeah, it's just all it's yeah. all crazy. The one thing that I will say really like rains on the parade of this whole film for me. You know what I'm going to talk about, don't you? Yep. So there's lots of scenes where the strippers are doing their thing and they like pull women up on stage and what have you. And Joe Man- Mangianello. Joe Mangianello's character is... I mean, you know, you've seen him. He's fucking ginormous yep, uh, right. and very strong. And uh, a, a slightly heavier girl is, like, going wild and crazy, and he brings her up on stage, and then he, like, picks her up and then hurts his back.
1: Yeah, he does a thing as he's walking away where he, like, is clearly a little bit in pain after picking her up. Yeah. And then, like... No, and, like, and, makes- and,
0: and cuts the, like, thing short. Like, right, it's not right. like, oh, he finished, like, dancing with her. Right. Like, he goes to pick her up, right. and it's too much for him, and he puts her down and limps off stage. Right. And... The thing that's so frustrating about it is that, and the movie gen, generally does a pretty good job with this, but it's like you have this opportunity to say nothing. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Right. You have the opportunity to just like lean into the fact that this is a job, and Matthew McConaughey has this great speech when he's teaching Adam to dance, where he's like, "You are their wildest fantasy. You are the the husband that blah blah blah, and whatever." Right, right. And and it's like you you they're creating this fantasy for women, but instead you felt the need to make a very clear statement that this fantasy is only for women who fit a certain body type and right. that fucking sucks. <laughs> right. Um it, yeah, it just it it bums me out really badly because yeah. it's like it's not it's not necessary like you don't have to do that the movie yeah. is funny and fine you don't it's a it's a nothing scene it's not like it's part of it's like a no, b-roll it's a lame, it's scene
1: a, it's a lame fat joke that they make yeah it's like that's that's what it is i mean i i i don't think they thought about it in the way that you're saying i think that's the message that it sends anyway i agree with you that sucks that's all
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 Um, but yeah, in general, I, it's, it, you know, I celebrate the, the, the artistry of this film, which is a weird thing to say about Magic Mike, but it's true. Um, and, uh, yeah, I really like, I really like this movie.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's, there's like sequences I really love. I really love the, the, what's it called? The party they have on like the little island
0: Sandbar party. Sandbar
1: party. There you go.
0: Sandbar party.
1: <laughs> yeah. I you gonna say no to it. Sandbar, sandbar party. party. <laughs> I really love that whole sequence. I think it's shot really nicely. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, it has that kind of lo-fi, like, again, very long, uncut takes. Yeah. Kind of thing.
0: It's very, like, yellow. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, that's the thing with Soderbergh, too, is just, like, <laughs> there's always, like, color. Like, <laughs> Saturation. He's like, he's, like oh, yeah. this scene's gonna be blue because it's sad Mm and this thing's (laughs) going to be green because we're in Mexico or in traffic um but yeah I really love I you know I love the way I mean there's a shot of Matthew McConaughey's face um later in one of the later dance sequences where it's flashing it's he's dressed as Uncle Sam and it's flashing red and blue on his face and it's very clockwork orange or something it's Mm very uh crazy looking in a way that is, I don't know. I just love this movie a lot. And I, and I, um, I also just love that it is like a fun party movie in the way that its reputation kind of says it also has such a sadness to it. Yeah. And is also infused with such like economic anxiety. Mm -hmm. Like they're always like everyone there. And I, this is so influential on me and my writing, I think, and I don't mean to say, like, I write movies just as good as this. But I mean, like, this really does, like, every character in this movie is, like, has a hustle going, has, like, mm-hmm. a grind going, has, a like, a thing. They're all trying to make it work. Oh, I do construction and I dance. Oh, you know, the one guy is, like, at the party during the hurricane talking to the girl on the couch about rich dad, poor dad, which is such a good detail because that's just a book that people who are trying to like like make a lot of money read and stuff. yeah, and I think that it's just such a like smartly written movie. Yeah, in a way that it like almost doesn't have to be for what it is.
0: Yeah, I mean you could yeah, there's a there's a a version of this movie that's just like. Male strippers
1: oh, that, that <laughs> is still good. That is that's what Magic Mike XXL is. Yeah, XXL
0: <laughs>
1: is, and it's still good. And in some ways, is like even better. <laughs> I don't know. I love this movie.
0: Yeah, it's great. It's great. Awesome. Shall we
1: move on? What the connection? So Matthew McConaughey of Magic Mike starred with Reese Witherspoon of Walk the Line
0: mm-hmm.
1: in. Both, the movie Sing, oh yeah, and the movie Mud, sure by Jeff Nichols, which is very good. Sing I have <laughs> also seen many times. So yeah, I'm at theater with our daughter. Yeah, and we've seen it many times at home. Many times since, yes. Um, so that's the connection between these two movies, which brings us to Walk the Line. Walk the line from 2005, directed by James Mangold. IMDb summary says. <laughs> A chronicle of country music legend Johnny Cash's life, from his early days on an Arkansas cotton farm to his rise to fame with Sun Records in Memphis, where he recorded alongside Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis, and Carl Perkins.
0: Do you have the same kind of mild panic as you're reading uh, the word Arkansas?
1: I don't. Didn't.
0: About, like, because there's the whole Arkansas and Kansas. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know that it's Arkansas. Right. But I have this sp- split second of panic of, like, no, wait, is it Arkansas? It's not Arkansas. I don't Kansas. have that, but okay. I
1: Great. sympathize. <laughs> I have other things. I have my own damage <laughs> that I'm working through. Um, yeah, walk the line. So you pop because it in. you You get the I wooden steal a car.
0: The line.
1: Promo, which is classic i think we have to talk about the elephant in the room at the beginning of this movie what's that which is the movie walk hard oh yeah (laughs) so we i have not seen walk the line since we saw it in the theater i think Mm -hmm. and but and then a couple years later the movie walk hard came out which is a just very specific parody <laughs> yeah. mostly of walk the line. It is also a parody of like all kind of musical biopics, which yeah. was a form then with like Ray, which won an Oscar mm-hmm. and a bunch of others. Yeah. Like, I was like, I can't think of a
0: single other well, one, I mean, but... the
1: only one I can, the only one that's, that's coming to mind that was from later and that I haven't seen is get on up.
0: Oh yeah. And I kind of
1: want to see that cause it's Chadwick Boseman and yeah. everything. But, um, but anyway, it's a form. Uh, but I have seen Walk Hard way more than I've seen Walk the Line. Yeah. Such that, like, it was just difficult to watch this without thinking of the parody movie that was made a few years later. And, like, if you haven't seen Walk Hard. It's very funny. One guys. of my favorite comedies. Like, I just love it so much. Um, and it, it just got so mixed up in my brain with Walk the Line. Where Me too. Especially because they're, like, the titles are so similar. <laughs> in a way that is like ballsy it's also crazy to me Mm. that walk the line so walk hard no sorry (laughs) jesus christ it's already (laughs) happening walk the line came out in 2005 yeah walk hard came out in 2007
0: oh wow that's a really fast fast turnaround
1: to put together a like 30 million dollar parody with original songs with original songs just shitting on one movie it would be like if today like a huge big budget parody of the irishman came out or you know what i mean It was like that movie just came out yeah like they are they
0: they were right on top they're of that right on top of that yeah
1: amazing incredible anyway we're not talking we're not about, talking walk, about hard. walk hard we will we will
0: <laughs> but not today today we're talking about the much less funny walk the line
1: <laughs> almost never funny almost it's never funny.
0: funny we've got joaquin phoenix playing johnny cash mm-hmm. we've got reese witherspoon playing june carter cash
1: spoiler alert june carter cash okay <laughs> it's like what
0: um and then we've got a lot of other people in it too um <laughs> That's true. That's true. And, you know, we start, as it says, we start with Johnny Cash as a young boy, his sort of origin story, I suppose. Um, His, uh, you know, his, his father was kind of mostly verbally, sometimes physically, but mostly verbally abusive. And his older brother could kind of do no wrong. And his older brother dies tragically. Um, and essentially the dad is like the wrong son died. <laughs> becomes
1: a refrain and yes. walk hard.
0: Um, and then little Johnny grows up and he goes to join the army. Is it the army?
1: Yeah.
0: He goes to war.
1: He goes to the Korean war.
0: hmm And, uh, but he, he brings, he brings along slash picks up a guitar along the way mm-hmm. and starts to play and, because um, he was always into the the hymnals. Anyway, blah blah blah. We don't need to tell the story of Johnny
1: Cash on this the movie podcast. Does that.
0: Yeah, but um, it's an it's a it's an interesting watch. This, uh, oh, go ahead.
1: This is like a this is a biopic. This is like yes. a musical biopic. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a reason I'll stop talking about it. But there is a reason that like this is was parodied so expertly and stuff because it is just like a. there's a form here yeah and it is well and for
0: a while it was very hot like it was just popular to do this i mean i think
1: ray is almost the exact same thing yeah in a lot of ways and it's it's i mean it's 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 you know this is the same time that jukebox musicals were everywhere it's Mm -hmm. it's a chance to take you through the life um the entire life of the person
0: and the song library. And
1: the song library. And yeah. all the hits. And and yeah. you know, I mean Bohemian Rhapsody is this. Yeah, yeah. Rocketman, which we didn't see. I think no. I've heard that Rocket Man kind of plays with the form in a fun way. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. we haven't seen it. Why I am I talking it. about it? <laughs> um, so but it is so it's fully about his entire rise and fall, you know, his his battle with drugs and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And his the the thread through all of it is his relationship with June Carter. Yeah. Um uh, who's played by Reese Witherspoon so yeah. that's the that's the movie
0: isn't yeah it? Um, it fully worked on me that thing where it's it's just trying to get you to get familiar with the the music catalog yeah. fully yeah. worked I didn't give a what about Johnny Cash before I saw this right I knew Ring of Fire that was pretty much it yeah um, I'm not particularly a country folky type of person. Yeah. I don't lean towards that music, although there is plenty of country and folk music that I like, but it's not like my number one. Um, and when I saw this movie, I was like obsessed mm-hmm. with all of their duets and, and the soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think some of the songs. Uh, that Joaquin and Reese sing are better than the originals, but um, <laughs> wow. wow, I know canceled. But it totally worked. This totally worked on me at the time. I remember feeling and and I think in general this style of of movie works on me too. Like I I I yeah. want. I want I have the opposite of the Patton Oswalt thing. I want to know the origin story. I want to know all the details. <laughs> well, I want to know how you got here.
1: You get it. Yeah. Hey Johnny Cash, why are you always wearing black? <laughs>
0: well. Um, but yeah, it's I, I I think the first note that I took was, I just fucking love music.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Which is again why I think this movie works on me. It's yeah. it's a lot about the music and and him creating the songs and um yeah. And and it, again, knowing nothing about either one of these people um, and knowing that both of the real people um, and their various estates and relatives approved of this, approved right. of Joaquin playing Donny Cash and Reese playing June and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, actually, one of the trivia things was that June died before the completion of the film.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And Reese got to, like, go through her closet of clothes and stuff, which is, like, sounds really weird. But, like, (laughs) as an actress, I was like, fuck. (laughs) That would be incredible if you were... Because that it seems like a really daunting task, to play someone who is real. Yeah. Um, yeah. To both... Because it's, it's that finding this balance of of doing them justice and not making fun of them, but finding the quirks that will make you recognizable as that person.
1: Right. You don't want to do an like, impression, but yeah. you kind of have to do an impression.
0: Exactly. It feels really dicey. So to be able to to have something tangible like that would be um, insane. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, I, th- I mean, I think they both do a lovely job in this film. Yeah, they're
1: both great. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix, like, I don't really... It's funny. He's... I've seen so many movies with him. And, yeah. like, I was looking, I was like... And I have liked a lot of movies, and I, but I never think of Joaquin Phoenix as, like, yeah. oh, an actor that I like. And I think because he's made a lot of movies that I... Was not that into but, right, and he seems very serious in a way he that seems is like
0: very serious, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. No, but. no, no.
1: But he just it's it's like he doesn't he doesn't uh, excite me or isn't the first person I think of. But mm-hmm. like him and Reese Witherspoon in this movie, they are like you know they're like gods. They're yeah, like, they're, they're, they're really great. They're like young, beautiful, like talented people in mm-hmm. this movie. It's like really incredible. Both
0: nominated for Oscars that year. Mm-hmm. Reese won. Mm-hmm. Joaquin lost to Philip Seymour Hoffman.
1: Oh. Capote. For Capote. Yeah. Who's also doing kind of an impression, you know, biopic. Yep. yep. Um, and then there
0: was another one. There was like a third nominee who was also a biopic. I yeah. don't remember who it was, but. Yeah. Well, I think um, that, that
1: for a while was like the way to an Oscar. Oh, yeah, yeah. just yeah. like play. Sure. And yeah, it still might be. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I think that, yeah, I mean,. Here's my thing with this movie. It's like, it's very watchable. Mm-hmm. They, the songs are great, and the arrangements are great. Like, T-Bone Burnett is the music producer, and he's like a legend, and... Yeah. You know, all this stuff. Um, it, You know, the life, it, like, you can't, you can't really fit... A, like, biopics, it's so hard. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. You can't fit an entire life in two hours. Lives are not unified by themes... Yeah. ...in that way. Now, like, you can tell like, a more focused story mm-hmm. in two hours, obviously, but...
0: And they do a good job, I think, of... I mean, obviously, it starts when he's a kid, but yeah. even that, they do a really good job of weaving that this is about the two of them throughout the whole thing, because even as a kid, he's he's listening to June on the radio.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
0: So... Totally. they do it. I think they do a pretty good job of focusing yeah. the story. Yeah,
1: but it's just going to be tough over that amount of time. Absolutely. And, and also, I think they make him, to me anyway... It's, it makes him so unlikable, Mm -hmm. which is not the worst thing for a movie that is approved by his estate and every, like, it, 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 like, it's, it's not a rosy picture of him and I commend it for that. Yeah. But, and I don't need my characters to be likable. Mm -hmm. I mean, you need them to be relatable in some way, maybe. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I found him so, like, there's, there's like moments where he's like, the fuck can't think of the example but there was definitely a moment late in the movie where someone was, was waiting for him to go on stage or oh yeah well, i remember what it was it was at <laughs> Folsom prison which is a great sequence and really fun mm-hmm. and um all that stuff but the warden is backstage going mr cash mr cash yeah and he what he's doing is he's looking at the blade because he's hanging out in the shop that's like his green room yeah so he's looking at the the Blade on the saw blade, yeah. Saw, the table saw. Table saw, there you go. Uh, tools. Um, <laughs> uh, and he's thinking about his brother. Mm and what, I'm just
0: thinking about Lockhart. Yeah.
1: And the warden's going, Mr. Cash, Mr. Cash. And I was like, can you answer him? I know that you're lost in thought, but you have a gig. There's a lot of people out there. The band's you, just on stage. The band that, like, is boom, riffing. Yeah, exactly. Boom, boom. And I was literally like, can you answer the man? And there was a lot of like moments like that that were played for drama. But to me, we're just like, that's not how you would behave. And if you did, I'd be mad about it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So that's just me
1: being stupid, but. No,
0: that's, I, yeah, I agree. And there's a lot of like trivia about, um, his kids having trouble watching it and, and all that stuff. Um, and most of it is just like, they had trouble watching it because it was, it was too real. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the one I thought was interesting was, I think it's, it said it was his second daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, walked out of the screening because she didn't like the way that they portrayed her mother, who's played by Jennifer Goodwin, right. who is just a fucking like bitchy shrew the whole movie. Yeah. And it's so annoying. And she does a really good job
1: of it. Yeah, she does.
0: Um, But you know, and like, I-, I don't know what they're, if that is, is actually a true portrayal, but, but what the film is trying to say is that like, he's off playing his music and flirting with and falling in love with this other woman. And she's home with the kids and she doesn't fucking like that and is not, and, and doesn't pretend like it's right. okay. Um, and, and also, uh, doesn't seem to really understand like music in general
1: yeah she doesn't support him at all right and she's just all always portrayed there's never any love shown really yeah she's just always portrayed as someone who's like get a job yeah and like that's you know again i'm like i I think it's so funny that there's just a movie that is a point by point uh Lampooning, for lack of a better word, of this movie because like Kristen Wiig plays that character in Walk yeah. Hard, and it's just like I don't support you, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, it's so funny. And in this one, it's like I had not I'd seen Walk Hard so many times. I'd not seen Walk the Line in a long time, and watching it, I was like, oh wow, it really is. It like really is just that. like hits
0: you over the head with yeah. with yeah, like um, the the black shirts thing where. Yeah. You know, they go to record their first album and Jennifer Goodwin, the the wife, is like, you can't wear a black shirt. And he's like, it's the only shirt we all have the same color of. And yeah. it's like, and that's the origin of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, and there's a couple of those that happen throughout the, the film, which just yeah. like, yeah.
1: I, and I think for me, like, there's... Oh, wait, sorry. That. I'm
0: sorry. The, the other one that I'm thinking of is they're they're on tour with June and I think Jerry Lee Lewis is there and Elvis and whatever. And they're all like on stage in the in at like eleven o'clock in the morning. They're all wasted. June walks in, rolling her eyes and waving her finger, and like, did you guys even go to bed? I'm tired of this. Like, all these boys, like whatever, whatever. And then she's like, she said, she says something about leaving the tour. And as she's walking out, she's like, you can't walk no line.
1: Yeah. And I was like, really? Come on. <laughs> really? Come on. But there's a there's a I. I think this is maybe my issue with biopics in general mm. is that there's just a th- a thing like that, like the 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 man in black thing. I mean, there's also a part where they're trying to like. I-, I commend the movie for not trying too hard with stuff like that sometimes because there's a part where they're you're watching him come up with um, I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die mm-hmm. while he's in the army mm-hmm. and he's playing his, his guitar and he just like. You just—they're trying to show the creative process, but you can only show it so much because yeah. at a certain point, he just says, "Just to watch him die." It's but he's like... just
0: playing the song really slowly, like right. it's he not just, him like, coming right. up. With he's like
1: it. acting. He's acting inspiration, which is like impossible. <laughs> yeah, and he does a good job of it, but it's like yeah. an impossible task. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is that these movies have like an inevitability to them mm-hmm. that is anti dramatic in a weird way. Yeah. And I guess that's true of like any movie where you know how it ends. Like yeah. a prequel or something like that. But there's just it's hard to they don't play like drama to mm. me, they play like um bi- biography, which is yeah. different. Yeah. And that's fine, but it's different. And I I you know in the movie I think about and I think Tebow and Burnett is also involved in this movie, and mm. you know how much I love this movie. mm is Inside and Davis. Oh,
0: you love that movie. Which
1: is, like, the opposite of this movie in a weird way because it's about a nobody who feels like he's inevitable mm-hmm. and who lets that kind of destroy him, you know, over the course of the movie and, like... Or not destroy him, but just, like, he's not going to be Johnny Cash. It's like you're watching... It's the opposite to me of this movie Yeah, in a weird way. And I don't really know what to do with that, but it, it like... That might be what I love about that movie, and what I can't kind of connect with. Connect in with, yeah,
0: yeah. I think in the end, Walk the Line is not a great movie, but it has some really killer performances. Yeah. in it. like it's it's a it's a masterclass on how to portray a real person from both of them. Yeah, I they're think. both
1: they're both so good. Yeah,
0: and, and they both like learned the instruments and took right. singing lessons, and there was a whole thing where. Um, at first, Joaquin couldn't sing as low as Johnny Cash, and then he oh, worked he on there, it to yeah. get there, and it, that's incredible.
1: Yeah. Um, and there, there's there's also, I wanted more from, like, the, um, the, when I talk about that inevitability, there's the moment where he goes in that whole, like, Sun Studios where he meets Sam Phillips, mm-hmm. and Sam's like, if you were dying in the street,
0: and you <laughs> had just one
1: song to sing, what would it be? And he goes, no
0: song, I would be dying, sir. Right,
1: exactly, in the street.
0: Yeah. Um, (laughs)
1: uh, And that's, then he sings, like, for real for the first time. Mm -hmm. And then we just kind of, like, are in his career. There's no, like, um, another movie I think about, I'm sorry to just keep talking and comparing this to other movies. Mm -hmm. But another movie I think about a lot that I love is That Thing You Do. Yeah. Which is, like, every moment of the moment from going from a dream to it being a reality Mm -hmm. and you just, you're there for every second of like those big moments of hearing it on the radio and playing that first gig in a pizza parlor and all this stuff. Yeah. And this one, it just felt like he went from having the dream to all of a sudden I'm playing on stage with Elvis and Elvis
0: stuff. and Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly.
1: Who were not Elvis and Jerry Lee Lewis at the time, but still that's, you were touring, you were a touring musician all of a sudden. Right. What And and you were popular. You know, they say, oh, these women are going crazy for that train sound of yours or whatever. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know. I feel like the, there's like a, weirdly, weirdly. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a much longer cut of this movie that would be better.
0: Oh, interesting. Um, so maybe like a limited series.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Anyway. Yeah, that's it's, where a, I'm at. it's
0: a weird one. It's a real weird one. Um, yeah. I like, and I, you know, am happy to have been introduced to Johnny Cash in this way, and because, yeah. again, I probably would not have. Sought out Johnny Cash. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Great.
1: Great. What? It's such a, it's also such a movie um, that feels like, it already feels like a classic movie. And I yeah. don't mean like classic, like good, although it is good. <laughs> I'm not trying to like whatever. No, oh, yeah. But it already feels like a a movie that like is so prototypical or, or illustrative of what was big and popular 15 years ago yeah you know it'll be like whatever the equivalent of tcm is yeah yeah um in 20 years like our kids will see walk the line on there and be like yeah okay I yeah know definitely yeah yeah and yeah. like we go back and watch like i don't know ben-hur or something and it's like <laughs> okay this was popular then sure. yeah <laughs> yeah all
0: right, are they available anywhere?
1: Magic Mike is on HBO Max. Aye. And Walk the Line is available for purchase, and it's also streaming uh, if you have Cinemax or <laughs> DirecTV. Okay. So,
0: less available.
1: Less available.
0: Um,. I mean, this one feels pretty clear to me once again.
1: <laughs> we both love Magic Mike. We both love Magic Mike. and You love Walk the Line. I'm kind of iffy on Walk the Line.
0: I mean, love Walk the Line. is, is Saying that I love Walk the Line is pretty strong, I okay. think. I, I like it, and that's why we own it. I bought it. Um, but it was definitely... I, I, I bought it. I probably watched it when I bought it. Yeah. And then I haven't watched it since. So it was definitely more about the music of it than anything else for me. Yeah, Um, I will
1: probably revisit the soundtrack. There's some... There's
0: some bops.
1: Some bops. It goes hard. It slaps.
0: It walks hard. Oh,
1: (laughs) god! I'll definitely revisit the walk hard soundtrack.
0: You definitely will. All right. (laughs) Well. Well, is that it? Thank you, Walk the Line. Bye, Walk the Line. We appreciate you. And we will continue to listen to your your music. But um Okay. That's it. That's it. Great. <laughs> All right. Shall we pick this next matchup? Let's do it. Hey Siri. hmm Pick a number between one and one thousand three hundred twenty-one.
1: A random number between one and one thousand three hundred twenty-one is twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Is from 1977 a little night music
0: oh i haven't seen it
1: <laughs> Is how it, have you not seen it Well,
0: was that in like a box set
1: i think it might have been a gift from me to you oh really i think so it's sondheim right Yeah. I think there was a Christmas where I gave gave you a bunch of, like, Sondheim DVDs. So I think that's one of them.
0: I've never seen A Little Night Music. We
1: never got to it. We never got to it. Well, there you go. I love that. All (laughs) right.
0: Let's see what's going up against it. Hey, Siri. Uh Uh-huh. Pick a number between 1 and 1,321. A random number between 1 and
1: 1,321 is 713. From 1986. It's Labyrinth. Ooh. Delightful.
0: Cult classic. Fan favorite. David Bowie.
1: Other things. (laughs) Love that. Great. Great.
0: Okay. A Little Little Night Night Music music and (laughs) Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Wow. All right. Cool. I mean, very familiar with Labyrinth. Not at all familiar with Little
1: Night Music. Love it. It's going to be a hot one. We started this with a musical, Brigadoon. Break it in. We're going to keep it going with another
0: one. <laughs> I was like, is this where we give up?
1: No, no, no. Okay, good. <laughs> no, 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 no.
0: Guys, thank you so much for listening, especially if you got this far. We are DVD Deathmatch in all of the places. We got the Insta, we got the Twitter, we got the Gmail, we got the Whirl what, Web. And drink some water.
1: Yeah, you've earned it.
0: Hydration is key. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Come back next week. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: <no. laughs>
0: and see, see who, who survives. survives. DVD, DVD Death Deathmatch. Deathmatch. That was weird. You said see who survives with me. I
1: know. I never said.
0: <laughs> you don't.
1: Just so excited. I'm just so
0: excited.